this is Tooth Be Toad. This is Dr. Walter Aka. I have the pleasure of having two of my really good friends on, Dr. Kyle Dumpert. Kyle, what's going on? How are we doing today, Walt? Oh, man, you're back. Thank you. And uh, I have yeah, Dr. Corey Black. Uh, Dr. Black is, I mean, as everybody knows, if they've listened to the previous podcast, uh, he's building a practice, but he's building it in New York. So as everybody knows, if you turn on the uh, news for two seconds, you know that New York has been hit really hard with the coronavirus. And I feel like they have daily updates on what's going on and, and you know, press conferences and stuff. So I wanted to bring, you know, uh, Dr. Black on to just kind of give us an idea of what he's been going through as somebody that's literally building his, you know, initial practice, uh, new practice, and, and how he's dealing with everything. So, Dr. Black, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Thank you, Walter, for uh, for having me again. You want me to start talking about the, the situation here? Please. Let's just start with basically from the beginning what, what's what been happening with you and, and then kind of transition to what's going on. And then we'll ask you questions as we get along. Yeah. So um, I guess for me, it started a few months ago. I um, So I guess eight years ago, I lived in China, right? And when I lived in China, I made, made some really good friends. And um, one of my really good friends, he actually still lives there. He's in Hong Kong. And he reached out to me in January. He was telling me about the severity of the situation there. He was actually asking for help and asking for masks and things like that. And I told him, I was like, I don't even think I can send anything to China. Um, you know, I'll pray for you. And I never expected it to, to hit home. Um, so then you fast forward, you know, a month and a half later and, um, you know, it, it arrived in the United States. And, you know, I think that. I, I knew how, how bad it could get, but I, I don't think that, um, I thought that because we're in a first world, first world country, we're in America, I thought things would just be, uh, well controlled. Um, but I realized that that definitely was not the case. And I think a lot of New Yorkers just kind of downplayed, um, uh, what was, what was really happening. And, um, yeah, so slowly but surely they started to just kind of shut the city down and, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm an associate at a bunch of different offices and, you know, each office kind of had like a different reaction, um, to what was going on. One office completely shut down <clears throat> early on. Um, and then the other two offices were still trying to, I guess, hold on and, um, see the full schedule of patients. And then we got the recommendation from, um, from the state to, to literally stop unless it's like, um, stop all elective procedures unless it's like an emergency. Um, and so at that point, one of the offices did follow those guidelines and then another office was still, uh, still seeing a full schedule. And I'm, I, to be honest, I think that that office is still seeing patients. Um, wow. cause I talked to the, yeah, I talked to the owner and basically he was saying that, you know, he has it under control. I don't think he watches the news. Um, <laughs> I don't think he, but, um, you know, I, I left. I had to leave. Um, I left 11 days ago just because my mom was getting worried. My contractor has been working. He has been working. He said, you know, he, not all of his employees have uh, been able to make it. There's a lot of fear. Um, and I told him, of course, his health is a priority. If we have to shut it down, shut it down. But he's um, he's still working. Yeah. So that's, so, that's so as of as of right now, uh, do you know what your office looks like? Are are the walls up? Are you know plumbing's done? Or do you know where exactly they're at? Yeah. So. Um, Basically, he put up like the metal, um, I don't even know what you call it, but it goes underneath the drywall, like metal framing. So the framing, um, and actually, man, I, 
it's been again, like I said, it's been a, a roller coaster because he actually um, contacted me yesterday and he said that you know we he ran into a big problem. He said that uh, there's some issues with the the drawings from the architects um, because there's no there was like no no way to actually do the plumbing. Like I guess there's no port something like that for the water. I mean, and this is like above my head. Um, yeah. And then he mentioned that there there's no there's no meter for the plumbing for the water. No meter for like the electricity or anything, and so these are things that the landlord should have put into the space since I'm I'm, I'm renting. Um, right. And he's saying you know as a tenant you know you shouldn't be responsible for these things. So, um, and then he you know he read through my lease, and mind you, I hired a um, like a dental specific lawyer to read through my lease, and he found like I guess it was like a statement that said the landlord is not responsible for any additional work that needs to be done. What? So, yeah, man. So, um, oh, it's crazy. So he, he said he'll basically put everything in writing. We'll send it out to like the landlord, send it out to the architect, um, because he doesn't understand how the architect was able to do like the, the drawings for the plumbing when there's literally no port. Um, so I mean, I have no idea what's, what's happening with that. He mentioned if I do have to pay for it, it'll be, uh, he estimated an additional $20,000. $20,000. Oh, yeah. Wow. And and what's <laughs> wait a minute? I know that's not calculated in the 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 bank's part. So how is that going to affect your you know because you're releasing money as you're going along, correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, with so one of the things that I love about um, what I love about PNC is that I have like the autonomy to do what I want with the money. So it's not really they're not really monitoring what I'm doing. Like oh, okay. some of the other banks, Bank of America, Wells Fargo. Literally have to um, get um, quotes for every every single item, and then they have to approve it. With PNC, I have to basically watch the spending. I'm you know I'm watching the budget um, and spending the money accordingly in each um, area of the practice. And so um, the twenty thousand dollars, believe it or not, I can I can just take it from the um, from the from the entire loan. I mean, the reality is my my initial budget for construction was two hundred and fifty thousand. But I did some, you know me, Walter, I'm a husband, man. So I know, that's right. And uh, I got it down to 170. Okay. Guy. So you gave yeah. yourself some wiggle room then. That's good. Yeah. Yes. And and initially I said, okay, well, I have extra funds. I'm going to uh, hire a designer. This guy, you know, he's amazing. He used to work for Nike and Under Armour. His work is amazing. And so now I'm going to have to talk to him and say, wait, we may need to cut back certain areas, you know, just to... Um, Kind of accommodate for this this unexpected these unexpected costs. So that's that's where I am, and I'm I'm trying to um, stay positive about the entire situation. I mean, the silver lining is that technically I won't have to pay rent until August first. So that gives this virus some time to kind of push through the population and hopefully settle down. But I I'm hoping and praying that by August, um, you know, things should be better. Now, have you reached out to any, uh, like the landlord or the PNC bank or anything, those people to, to see uh, if there is any kind of, you know, because it's an extenuating circumstances, you know, we're told to reach out to our lenders and all that stuff to see if they were willing to help you at all because of the, the change of plans? Yeah, I reached out to the landlord. Originally, when like the governor shut everything down and construction, when it actually stopped for a few days, I told him I was like, "Man, um, this is obviously out of my control. We're all dealing with it. Is there anything you can do?" 
And um, he said he would extend the the, the free rent uh, period. He would extend that um, until, I guess, the virus, the, the situation kind of settles down. But then, um, I guess a few days later, construction was added to the, I guess, the, the, the list of exempt um, services. And so then he reached out to me and said, no, nah, man, you know, I have a lot of construction going on. We're, we're all um, still pushing forward 100%. So, you know, you can you can do it. Um, Damn, you should have gotten that written. Uh, you should have gotten that in writing before he yeah, changed his mind. Actually, I, have a, I have an email. There <laughs> so, you go. You know, uh, yeah, with PNC, I have not reached out yet, uh, just because I didn't feel that I needed to. Things have been under control. I still kind of have control over everything. Um, you know, granted, if I have to pay for all these extra um, things for the for the practice, if I have to pay twenty thousand dollars. Um, I still kind of have it. I'm not, I'm not, I don't need any additional money right now, but I'm pretty sure if I have to, um, it won't be that difficult. Um, this is what my, my personal banker told me. He was like, if you need an extra 100000 at any point, just let me know. So okay. that's, yeah. How much, how much time does this, uh, plumbing issue and, uh, and, and the, you know, meters, how much does that add to your construction? How much time does that add on to your construction? That's a great question. I have no idea. How do you find that out? I mean, is it just a guesstimation or is he going to, you know, is the contractor going to let you know that soon? Yeah. So the contract, he's going to let me know. I think um, when we had the conversation yesterday, it was more so like damage control. Like, okay, let's just kind of figure out how we're going to, what, what, what's the problem? What are the problems? Let's figure out what the solutions are. And then let's just communicate with all parties involved. And then um, I'm going to give him a call tomorrow to figure out like the specifics, but I mean, to be honest, it kind of shocked me. I mean, I didn't, and I wasn't even thinking about that. Like the amount of time I was more so focused on, like that number, twenty thousand, probably more than that, realistically. Um, but that's one of the things that I'm definitely going to discuss to see if there's any time added. Because if, if so, then I'm going to try to negotiate that with the landlord. Now, the uh, in Pennsylvania, uh, the Department of Health shut everybody down because of this whole negative pressure room requirement that nobody meets, and they've since rescinded that. Uh, looking forward, and because you're still in that build-out phase where they're just with the framing right now, have you thought about any kind of contacting the uh, the architect to maybe start see what the possibility is of incorporating that stuff or the option to easily incor- incorporate that those kind of things in the future if that's you know, where dentistry might head in the future, uh, individual rooms instead of this open bay concept where you can isolate people? Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, so here's the thing. I That's a tough question because it's like, how do we define what these things are? Like, what are the new, right. what, what new, like, OSHA guidelines um, that we, we should follow? I'm sure things will change. I mean, I, I think my one of my, my bosses was telling me back in the 80s, when HIV came out um, and it was a situation with the dentist and some famous girl got infected and it became national news, they actually changed the guideline, um, many of which we still kind of follow today because of that. So I'm sure there will be some of the changes. I just don't know what some of those structural changes could be. I was thinking more so like just implementing um, maybe a different type of like infection control protocol uh, once once everything's up and running. But I mean, it's a good point. It's a valid point. I think. Um, 
when I, again, when I talk to the, I'm glad I'm doing this podcast because you guys give me good questions to ask the contractor. I'm going to ask him if there's anything that he thinks, um, you know, could be implemented into the, the construction now um, that'll help with the infection control in the future. Um, and then I guess more importantly, what would the additional cost be? Is everything sure. everything costs money. So, you know, yeah. and I, I bet you, you know, uh, Kyle, I bet you that this whole situation is going to give opportunity to people to say, well, look, I have this negative pressure room and, you know, that's going to be uh, another way of people to advertise and say, oh, come to my office instead of this person's office because of the right. fact that, you know what I mean? Because I remember yep. at one point They're when I'm safer here. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if there's no research to back it up, that's another avenue for advertisement. Right. I mean, because I remember when amalgam was in the news for, oh, mercury, high mercury, this and that. People were really saying, oh, well, we have this vacuum that really, you know, sucks up all the dust particles from, you know, the mercury that we're going to remove from your mouth. And people were going and specifically saying that that's exactly why I'm coming to your office. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about that that. (laughs) because the reality is my office will be brand new. Yeah. So I can. Hey, you know, we've incorporated some things that um, these other offices have not been able to. I mean, we, right. we're literally going through the crisis or, um, yeah, during the, uh, during the construction. Mm-hmm. So we've been able to do some things that these other guys haven't been able to do. And, and maybe a negative pressure, maybe negative pressure rooms could be one of the big highlights. There you go. Kyle, thank you. <laughs> Kyle, you can charge it for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you're right with the, uh, it's hard to predict what the current state of, you know, laws are going to be in the future. I reached out to my HVAC people, you know, whenever our offices got shut down, I said, hey, can you give me a quote on, you know, at least putting one room or making all my rooms because I have an older office, so each room is individual. I can seal each or close the door to each of them. I know a lot of the newer designs, it's a kind of an open concept where, you know, you have multiple ways to get in and out of each room, and there, there's really no way to seal up an additional room without without some pretty heavy construction. But uh, just talking to the HVAC people, they say, well, we, we need specifics to, you know, otherwise it's not worth our time to quote you anything because we don't know what we're designing. And so it that's, uh, yeah, I, I get where that's a hard thing to, to try and predict what laws are going to go into effect because of this. Yeah, but again, that's one of the silver linings, right? It's like I'm literally in the construction phase, so you know, whatever is maybe if something if they put out some a new protocol now, um, I could I can incorporate it before finishing and then having to go back and pay more money to to incorporate those things. So you know, again, this is me trying to see the glasses half full, right. right. like being positive and yeah. whatnot. And, and yeah, this is definitely um, I think how you do it because it is. It's very difficult to um, to not feel the negativity, especially when you watch the news and everything like that. So you, I think you have to personally dig deep down inside and figure out ways to bring, um, you know, little points of positivity into your life right now. Absolutely. Here's a question for you, uh, Corey. Um, when it comes to, you know, um, your piece of paper, right, when you are applying for uh, different loans through different companies and banks and so forth, you have to basically they basically break everything down and then when you be, when you get open they say well based on our numbers it's going to take this amount of time for you to 
break even, your break even number, and then for you to do well. And they give you like a timeline. Say, well, based on other people in your area, this is what it looks like for trajectory of your practice. Now that completely is gone, right? We we don't know. We don't know what tomorrow brings. So have you right. sat down or talked to the bank or the bank contacted you and said we're going to need to reevaluate your uh, projections? No, but I will. <laughs> I am charging you for every single thing I give you here. Yeah, the uh, I think with the president signing everything into law on Friday, there's still a lot of stuff that the accountants don't know, and. Even me, I'm listening to podcasts from the American Dental Association. They're saying one thing. You get online on some of these Facebook groups, and they're pulling up the articles, uh, the actual law, and circling things. And they're asking, you know, you know, the ADA said one thing, but this little statement here in this in the law seems to contradict it. So uh, it, it seems like it's so early on that a lot of people don't exactly know what's going on in regards to. You know, the $1,200 stimulus, the uh, economic injury disaster loan, the payroll protection plan 7A loan, and there's all kinds of different things. And uh, it, it's, I think this is going to stress out all the accountants over the next couple of weeks trying to help out as much people as they can because you don't want to, you know, I'm hoping my accountant gets everything taken care of and you know, I don't miss out on some of that money that because, you know, it got spent elsewhere and right. there's nothing left to apply to. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a, a lot of uncertainty right now with, you know, what the, the law actually is and what you can get out of it to, you know, help keep your business going. Well, it sounds like Kyle actually knows the law better than anybody else. So if you want to <laughs> if you want to be my accountant, let me know, bro. <laughs> You've given me more information in the past two minutes than my accountant has. And I'm still, I'm paying him. <laughs> we have no excuses. We have all the time in the world. I know, right? <laughs> you know, uh, so question for you, um, uh, Corey, Dr. Butt. Um, when it comes to not being in the same area to kind of walk through your office or walk through the um, the build, you know, how are you doing that? Man, faith and just trusting my contractor. He, he sends pictures every now and then. Do you guys, I mean, do you, if, if you have FaceTime, you could always, like, FaceTime each other, right? And kind of, yeah, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, I, one thing about my contractor, I mean, we connected from the beginning. I, I had, like, five different contractors look at the space. Right. And I just felt the vibe. That's that's what I go off of. And, and actually, his price was much lower than everybody else's as well, which helps. And, that, um, that's what I would have went off of. That's what I would have mm-hmm. went off of. I would have went off the price more than vibe. I'd have been like, I like this guy because you're cheap. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, um, you know, it was, for me, I, I got the vibe, and then on top of that, um, he was he was literally like sixty thousand, I think, less than the other guys, and and his work is amazing. I've seen some of the offices that he's, he's actually built. So, um, and he, you know, he told me from day one, he's like, I'm going to be transparent with you. I'm fighting for you at the end of the day, and um, I know we have a deadline we have to meet. I promise you that we're going to get um, everything done by this deadline, and. Um, so it was just, it was a good match. And he's been, you know, a man of his word thus far. And he's been, you know, fighting for me, sending me updates, uh, still pushing through even when this, this uh, coronavirus situation started getting crazy. Still willing to go out and work even though, you know, he's, he's at risk, um, which I did not recommend. But, you know, I think that says a lot about, like, his character. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, Walter gives me peace of mind that I can trust 
I can trust him. I don't need these constant updates. I know for a fact that it's going to get done um, to the best of his ability. That's awesome. You know, um, moving, go ahead, Kyle. Uh, I was going to say, moving forward, when when would you be comfortable going back to New York at this point? Man, every day it gets worse. That's the thing. So until the, the curve starts to flatten, even still, I think once it starts, um, I don't know if I'll be that comfortable going in, to be honest. I I think it's going to take a few months. Honestly, I think a few months. Realistic. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can let me ask you a question. I'm not. I'm not sure. You know how to really word this. I'm just going to say it right. Okay. Now that this is happening, right? And and I say this with with you know all respect. Do you regret opening a practice now? That number one, and do you regret opening in New York? No, and no. <laughs> That's awesome. Um. Yeah, man. Because I mean, at the end of the day, you can't you can't predict these things. Now, I, I signed a ten year lease, and you know my intuition was telling me that within this ten year period, something's gonna happen with the economy. Like I don't know. Um, it's just one of those things. Like when you become a business owner, this is one of those risks because nobody can predict anything. Right. And so I knew it was gonna happen. And I mean, could the timing be better? A thousand percent. Um, Maybe not. Maybe maybe it is a, a blessing in disguise that I haven't opened yet. And maybe by August, the curve will be completely flat and people will start to try to reacclimate to like normal life. Um, and then maybe at that point, um, you know, I'll just kind of be one of the first businesses to be up and running quickly. Who knows? I have no idea. Um, New York City, I mean, a part of me does kind of regret it. I mean, personally, a lot of things have changed, right? So... I guess I'll get really personal. I'm single now and I didn't expect to be. And so I'm, I'm doing it by myself. I, I thought that I would be splitting all the costs, everything in half. I thought that, you know, my ex and I were at an advantage because, you know, literally we were sharing the cost and we were both able to save a good amount of money. But now, you know, she's not in the picture anymore. And, um, so I have to do it by myself and everything is so much more expensive. I had to downgrade. I'm to a studio. I live in the city now. I moved out of Brooklyn. And it's like $400 more per month for less space. Um, and, and so there's just a lot of things happening. I had like some, uh, some health problems. I was able to kind of reverse those things. Um, I changed my lifestyle, um, cut out a lot of stress. So things are kind of, things are getting better, believe it or not. But, um, for a while, I didn't kind of regret the entire process because, you know, I almost blamed her for not being transparent, um, and not giving me enough notice. You know, so that I can make a good decision because honestly, I probably would have left New York. Um, if I, if I knew that I would be doing it by myself, but, but, you know, all this time alone, I've been able to just kind of sit and reflect. And, um, you know, I realized that this is exactly where I need to be. It's where I want to be. And, um, you know, I don't think you can live your life in regret. I think you just have to deal with the circumstances that you have and figure out what the, what the solution is and try to see the positive in it, look for the silver linings and then just make the best out of it. And I think. It's going to be a hell of a testimony in a few years when I look back and my practice reaches like a million dollars. You know, I might shed a few tears just because it's like, man, I'm starting out in this, this, this mess and, and to yeah. be able to practice out of that and, um, look back and say, man, if I made it through that, I can make it through anything. That, those are the moments that I live for, to be honest. So, um, I, I at this point, now I don't have any regrets about it. No, I, I honestly think you're in a, a real good position because, you know, had your 
you know, construction finished, you know, right at the end of January when, you know, when you're forced to close down, then, you know, you're, you're going a couple of months without being able to see patients right when you need to. So if the construction's able to keep going and mm-hmm. you might be able to incorporate some of these things and you might be one of the stronger practices coming back and uh, use that to your advantage marketing wise. And, uh, you know, we got a brand new office. We don't have, you know, uh, we've got been able to implement all these new infection control things to keep you safe that maybe, you know, some of the other offices don't have that opportunity to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I think that the time that it hit you or hit right now is, mm-hmm. you know, beneficial to you because it's really hasn't set back that timeline just yet. You know, and I, I actually was going to say, you know, one thing that this has done, and I think, you know, uh, Dr. Dumper, we talked about this, was it allows everybody to slow down a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So if anything, you're going to be incredible with accounting. You're going to be incredible with your software. You're going to be incredible with knowing exactly who you want to hire, right? Because you have the time to slow down and really put good questions down, get an idea of your business itself. You have time to literally learn the business of dentistry, which a lot of people don't do. I mean, you know, again, stop me from wrong, you know, Kyle, but a lot of people don't take the time to understand what dentistry really is and understand what the business of dentistry really is, you know? So you just go and go and go and you're making all these mistakes that maybe you didn't need to make. Maybe you can read over your uh, insurance papers a little bit better, you know, yeah. uh, be able to uh, understand, you know, how to really get patients into that office properly and keep them and maintain them. You know, talk about uh, hygiene. You might need to start without hygiene for a while, but that's good because that's one less um, person you have to pay uh, reduction yeah. in overhead, you know. So, I mean, in the end, like you said, positivity has to come from somewhere. And we have to kind mm-hmm. of slow down and say, okay, so what can we take it out of this, right? Well, maybe you're starting off with one assistant because it's slow, right? But that allows you to really train that one assistant really good where they can train the next one once you're building up. And then when you do, like you said, you do hit that million dollars and, you know, you're taking Kyle and I to dinner, you know, that's <laughs> <laughs> we'll be happy to accept, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, I, you know what I mean, I, I think I think that's the way to kind of look at this whole situation. And I think Kyle's completely correct. If you would have you been opening up now, it might be harder for you than in four months, five months from now. Yes, yeah, so true, man. Yo, Kyle, Walter's trying to take all my money, man. Do you hear that? No, I, no, it's happening. <laughs> Listen, all right, I'm I'm off work. I need I need money coming in from somewhere. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> see, that's that's where I've been watching the uh, you know, the podcast and figuring out what to do with the unemployment and everything. Yeah. I think uh, Walter needs to take a few less walks oh, and yeah. maybe watch a few more podcasts. Thank you. You know, it is my family <laughs> family bankruptcy man. You know what I mean? <laughs> I need to start filing for unemployment just because of them. <laughs> but yo guys i really i really appreciate this and i want to leave with um you know with Corey. go ahead and give us a little feedback on just overall what you've kind of learned so far and where you see dentistry going because i've asked i've said asked everybody that's been on so far where do you see dentistry going um so what i've learned so far i think the biggest lesson is to just trust the process that's it i mean what what can you do if you can't control some things just just let, let it be uh, and, and, and try to make the best out of those things. I think um, we can all kind of apply that concept to our lives because we're all dealing with some craziness right now. 
Um, but in terms of where I see the industry going, I do think it's going to take a hard hit. I think a lot of businesses will be, um, you know, a lot of offices will be put out of business. Um, I don't know, depending on like the location and depending on like the, the time of things, um, the, the time it takes to like recover from the situation. I think those things will determine how quickly these offices are able to bounce back. Um, so I think we're all going to just have to kind of stick together, help each other out. Um, and then just like I keep saying, just stay positive about it um, and just kind of roll with the punches because this is, I mean, it's life and, and it's, that's just what it is. So that's, that's it. it. That's it. All right, cool. Well, thank you both for coming on. I, I thought this was pretty productive and, and I, you know, again, we, we hope that everybody uh, kind of learns something from this and is able to just kind of get any positive vibe out of this whole situation is happening. You know, we've done a few episodes on the coronavirus. I don't want to be very negative, but it's happening right now. So why not ask what's going on in dentistry in general? You know, so uh, Dr. Black, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Kyle, my new uh, co-host, I appreciate you taking time uh, to, you know, to come on. And I, I really do uh, love where this is all going. And, you know, um, if anybody has any questions for you um, or anybody has any questions in general, just please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, and you'll hopefully come back, uh, Dr. Black, to give us an update and say, hey, my office is beautiful, and here are some of the pictures and stuff. So I hope that happens. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, we will. I guess in a couple of years, I'm going to um, listen to these again. Right. And say, man, look at everything I've overcome. That's but, awesome. Um, as always, Walter, thank you for, for having me. I'm always happy to share my experience. I think um, and even, even if it helps one, one person to figure out some things, that's enough for me. So. Um, thanks for, for continuously inviting me and, you know, following the journey. That's um, awesome. we're, I guess we're in this together. We'll see where it goes. Yes, sir. We'll do. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Take care. All right. Yep. See you. Thank you for listening to Tooth Be Told. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at realdentist with an S at gmail.com. That's realdentist, R-E-A-L, dentist with an S at gmail.com. Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that our professional opinions, the final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional.